revolutionary ruckus. We are it's back. It's been uh, four minutes since our last episode. <laughs> uh, we are on the road still, so. Didn't even check the audio quality. You're just going. No, yeah. I figure if it doesn't work and we have to re-record it, then we had a good practice round. Oh my goodness. And it's all good. So here's an episode where we're going to tell you guys how we bought our house. But uh, first, I think we're just going to describe the clouds that we see and what kind of shapes. Everybody will enjoy that. That actually sounds like it'd be really funny, but probably funnier if they could see the clouds. Um, Josh and you I figured do, out my joke. Josh and I do like to describe the shapes of clouds often. That one looks like one of those little Mario guys. Uh, it looks like it's a brain with wings. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. You keep going. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> the best part is when we describe one to each other and then we're like, that's yeah, exactly yeah, what it looks it. like. That feels so good. <laughs> um, okay. So anyways, <laughs> now I'm distracted by the clouds. Um, so we're going to tell you guys how we bought our house because uh, we know a lot of people are out there buying houses right now. Um, I shared the story with um, one friend on Instagram. We were DMing each other. Um, and she was starting the house buying process and it was, she said she was very, really overwhelmed by it and I told her how it worked out for us and it, she said it was such an encouragement to her. So I really hope that this is what this can be for you if this is something that's in your future um, or anything that feels uncertain coming up and you're like in the middle of making decisions and you're not sure and you want to be uh, obedient to the Lord but you're like, I don't know if I'm making the right call or not um, or you're just really intimidated by the house buying process. Let me tell you, it's crazy. Um, but the Lord is good and he provides even in ways you might not expect. And so, um, yeah, we can just tell you about it. Do you have anything you'd like to start with? And I can kind of explain the mortgage process since I was kind of, uh, I guess I would say that it's another season of life to enjoy. Most of it is very fun and then it's briefly very stressful but it's okay <laughs> and i'm so thankful for where we've ended up and yeah. the open home we're able to have that we can have people over now we have space we can have people stay with us very excited for the changes we're still going to make in the future and just to have our own home is such a huge blessing and it's unbelievable yeah uh that's all specifics i think i want to add right now you can start at the top with the mortgage loan big brain wow okay before i do that i want to ask you a question so for somebody listening to this who's like, oh man, they bought a house, like we should be buying a house, why don't we have a house yet? And they kind of might feel like a, a moment of keeping up with the Joneses, which I totally understand. Uh, we can get caught up in comparison a lot, especially when you have access to other people's lives so easily. Um, so what would you tell somebody um, to help them? Like what questions should you ask to know if it's time for you to buy a house? Okay. First, I would say if you're having issues in any facet of your life with saying, man, they're doing this, I feel like I should be there already. They're, whoever you're talking about is a completely different person than you. Yeah. Not everybody's living the exact same life. Nothing would work if that was what was happening. It's yeah. just like, I had a friend ask me, like, I don't understand why everybody doesn't like to go hunting, but then there wouldn't be any animals left out there. So <laughs> it can't work like that. Yeah. Uh, and then, but if you're having those issues regularly, get off social media. You're being fed so many lies. Simple solution right there. And then for tangible, actual steps for the house buying process, 
I would say first that you need to be aware that you are currently putting in savings significantly more than you are paying for your rent or whatever your situation is. So you know what to financially expect and that you're prepared to deal with it. Yeah. Maybe you're not even paying rent. Maybe you're still able to stay with your parents, which again is not something to be ashamed of uh, if it's available and they are loving you in that way and you can use that to save as long as you are using that time to save for moving on because you don't just want to take advantage of your parents' hospitality forever. You can just move on into your own life. But, nice. But you could use that time to save, build up a huge down payment, which is very helpful for actually starting buying a house. Uh, obviously, finances are most important. And then I don't know. I don't need to do this. I'm not. I'm not prepared with what to say exactly. So we can start talking about the process, and I'm sure okay, I'll think well, about it. Well, I really, I really liked what you said. I think that's okay. great. Yeah. I'm sure I'd go all over the place. So let's keep going. Okay. Cool. That sounds good. I like keep it keep it concise. But no, I really liked what you said. That's good. Um, so yeah. So we decided that it was time for us to buy a home for us. Um, do you want to explain why why we decided to buy a home? Yeah. So we've been in the same. Uh, duplex. I, I call it, yeah. It's a duplex. It is a duplex. Yeah, that's fair. I always give it different names. I, I, did, I feel weird calling it a house because it looks like a little apartment on the inside. But it's, it's basically like a little a, house on the outside. Yeah, it's yeah. a two bedroom apartment set up connected to another one. So it's a duplex. But <laughs> we lived in an amazing spot. We were so thankful for the location that we had and right kind of being in the center of all of our friends. And then we were looking what we've been hoping for, hoping and praying for a while now to figure out how to bring a small child into the world yeah so continue praying for that for us uh that we could have and raise a beautiful little baby and hopefully that's soon in our future but when we're thinking about that and wanting a little more space there's also other reasons like we have an office space in the second bedroom that was a combo gym and cat room there's a lot going on in there it was with... originally just a guest room <laughs> Yeah. And then it was like, oh, he could put like some dumbbells and stuff in there. Yeah, and then yeah. it was like, oh man, this is like becoming a gym space. And then um, our business kind of took off. So instead of just having a desk out in the living room, we moved it into the second bedroom. And then that was a office. And then we got rid of the bed. So it wasn't a guest room anymore. So it was an office and a gym space. And then we got the cat. And the cat really took over. I don't know how she's so small and got so much space <laughs> yeah, in that room. She's got lots of toys. <laughs> don't know where she got those. Uh, litter box smell. That's fun. So a lot, a lot happening in there. Yeah. Uh, also, a dream for you is having my home gym, which is being created currently. Um, I was so thankful right before we left on this trip that we're on, which we talked about in the last episode. And if you, if the audio is weird right now, it's because we're driving through Idaho, currently driving 81 miles an hour. Woo! Uh, hopefully, it's hopefully you can hear us loud and clear. But right before we left on this trip, I swept up the garage and organized it nicely, which I was very excited about. Anyway, now I'm just getting excited about the weight stuff. But we were. So you wanted a home gym. We, hoping, we needed, a, yeah, we needed space, an office space. And we wanted to be available for anybody who needed a place uh, temporarily because of some uh, circumstance or was visiting family yeah. members or friends that we could just say, oh, come stay with us and cut down on their costs and hopefully have people come see us since we have a lot of family and friends out of state. And then they'd have somewhere to be and a car to use and it'd be easy to accommodate that so we had multiple reasons and we want to be open and hospitable if we can fill someone's need also even if it's not a close friend or family yeah. so we started looking at homes yep 
So yeah, I think that's really important is just to think about like why you want to buy a house and are those reasons good and like honoring the Lord. Um, and if they are, I think that's stuff that the, that God blesses, um, you know? So if it's, I want a house because I want to keep up with the Joneses, then I don't think that's necessarily glorifying to God. Um, so if you're struggling, if it's been like a year of searching for a house and like that's kind of been your main motivation is I want to keep up with people around me or look good to other people, then maybe that's like a heart check time. Um, that doesn't mean that you, like maybe you desperately need a house and you haven't found one yet. And that is not necessarily because the Lord doesn't want to bless you. Um, the Lord blesses us in different ways, in ways that far beyond what we could imagine, not necessarily, not necessarily in the way that we want him to. Uh, for example, as Josh mentioned, we have been trying for uh, multiple years now to uh, conceive a child, and that has not happened. That does not mean that the Lord does not want to bless us. He has blessed us in a million other ways, and we are excited to see what he's going to do in the family department. Um, so yep. we're not about the prosperity gospel here. Let me just make that clear. But I think it is good um, to be obedient to the Lord and to seek what he wants for your life, not just what you want for your own. Um, and you're going to be in much in a much better heart posture and probably have a much better result um, when you come from that perspective versus just um, comparison and yeah, what you want. That, and does, that does not mean that we came to a place where God was like, oh, you've got it now. And so I'll give you this house. Right. Because every little thing that we have is a gift. The fact that our car is still functioning right now and hasn't broke down is a gift. Yeah. Uh, every little thing we need to be thankful for and that is a huge thing to be thankful for yeah. and it's not anything that we have done right and we will use it as a gift to exactly. serve the lord that's exactly what i was gonna say is that every gift that we have um is meant to be stewarded and stewarded well for the glorification of god and for serving his people and so do that if you're yeah. gonna buy a house do it for that reason uh-huh. yeah I, so we uh, worked with a videographer recently at a wedding who said he wanted to get a truck or has a truck, I don't remember, uh, but he wanted to make that investment just so he would be available to people because people regularly need things moved with a larger vehicle. And so he could say, oh, I can do that. Yeah. And that is such a beautiful reason to invest Absolutely. in something. So really hope we can maintain that same posture and really act it out. Yeah, sweet. Cool. Okay, well, now we can explain the actual process, just kind of like a behind the scenes fun, like personal sharing, but I wanted to make sure the episode was a little bit uh, relevant to our content of being countercultural and just talking about like how our hearts um, should be bent uh, in different situations in life and stuff. So, yeah. cool. Sound good? Ready to yeah, tell me how to get in? a mortgage. Okay, so um, this, is, this was our experience. So, first, I just Googled how to do it. Um, and then you will get phone calls from Rocket Mortgage, from your bank, from like a ton of different people. And they'll all tell you like about how much, um, gosh, I did not prepare for this at all, but uh, I wish I had my little note cards. Oh my gosh, you guys, every time I learned a new vocab word, when it came to buying a house, I wrote it down on a little note card. Like I had flashcards for these new vocab words I was learning. like points and closing costs and escrow and all those things. And maybe I could tell you some of them. I'm not entirely sure, um, but it all worked out. So, um, I just tell us what we need to know at the start. I, yes. Well, so first of all, uh, these mortgage loan people are the nicest people. First of all, they're all like salesmen. So of course they're going to be nice, but they are, they will literally give you so much just free information. Like you have questions about anything in the mortgage process. They are a great resource and they will just give you tons of free information and help you. So I learned a lot from them. 
Um, and they taught me like what that process looks like from start to finish. Um, when you are trying to decide which mortgage person, mortgage lender you're going to go with, um, something that I was surprised by was that the mortgage rates, like the percentage of your um, interest for when you get your mortgage, it, it is not dependent on which mortgage lender you go with because it is literally just the day and maybe even the time of day that you uh, nail down your mortgage rate. Um, that changes um, because of Freddie Mac and Sally Mae. Those are the two like mortgage lenders in the U.S. And so um, they, whoever they are, they decide those mortgage rates. And so you don't need to use that to decide um, which lender you go with. Um, but the different lenders will give you a different amount um, and um, with a different um, down payment. So, and so it's just based on the current federal interest rates and your, there you go, yeah. your credit score. Correct. Your credit score and your income. And so usually what they'll do is they will take your past two years of income. They'll need like pay stubs and your um, tax, um, tax return and those sorts of things to verify those things for you. So they'll verify your, your income history and then they will um, average that out and they will take your credit score and then use all of that to decide how much you need to put up front for your down payment and then how much they'll be able to give you. Um, and then as a first time home buyer, you may qualify for, maybe you only have to put down 5% or something like that but then you will get a different type of loan. And so there's an FHA loan, which is a first time home buyer uh, loan. And then there's a conventional loan. And that matters. I was, uh, the thing else I learned is that matters because with a market that's as crazy as it is, um, sellers were only accepting loans from certain people. And so there was oftentimes that they wouldn't even look at um, buyers, interested buyers who had FHA loans, which is so sad. Um, so praise the Lord, we were able to get a conventional loan and I'll explain why in a minute. It was, this was crazy. Um, but yeah, so that's how that works. Conventional loan and conventional loans, you usually have to put 20% down, um, to get a conventional loan. But if you put down less, so for example, we put down 10%, you have to pay a PMI, which is a, a mortgage insurance, um, until you reach 20% of your total mortgage. Um, so hopefully that makes sense. It's kind of, I think that's a good starting point. Yeah. And I think we have so much of an interesting story of just what we experienced through the process that we could do much more of that than I just wanted to explain because that, that's key information for the story I'm going to tell. Okay, cool. So yeah. So anyways, so then here's what happened. We obviously, if you are around at all, you know that we own our own business. Um, I quit my job in May of last year. So, but I made our business an official LLC in November of 2019. And so you have to have two years worth of income, like tax returns, to be able to prove your income um, to a mortgage lender. So that's why that's important. So we couldn't get a mortgage loan until we had two years to prove that we had a business. Okay. So and that our business was not dying off quickly. Yes, that it was like a thriving business. Okay, so that's great. Well, why why is that important? So the first year, we we did 
well. It was awesome, but it was also still a side hustle. Okay, so we didn't make that much money. We didn't charge that much. We didn't make that much money. And we also wrote, uh, wrote off a ton of things on our taxes, which is awesome. Love to be able to do that. But that also makes our net income look really small. So it was like $6,000 or something. Like not, not a year's salary, obviously. And so then this past year, the Lord has blessed us uh, financially, which was really, really generous of him. And um, I was able to quit my job and it is now our full-time income. Okay, so we had like a true like full year salary uh, for the year of 2021. Well, the year of 2020 was like nothing, right? Okay, so then they average out those two years. So they're like, well, that's really great. You had a great um, 2021. But when we average those two years out, it looks like you made like a part-time income. And so that's not going to be good for your um, what you qualify for. And so some other mortgage lenders were like, yeah, we can give you um, like, I don't know, like a $7,000 loan or something, like something really small and then like a crazy, I don't know. It was not good. I was like, I don't, this isn't going to work out. How, are you, how is this going to happen? And the other thing that went wrong. Okay, so first of all, the business is in my name because when I set up the LLC, um, it was just in my name. And so it was just easy that way. So that's just how we did it. I was the one who, who set it up online and it was Taylor Ray Photography and then it was Taylor Ray Photo Film. So just whatever, this would be in my name. It doesn't matter because Josh and I share 100% of our income. And so our bank, and, our bank account is all connected, our personal and our business. And we have both have access to everything. And so it didn't matter whose name it was in because it was all to the same account. So it didn't matter. Well, the business was in my name. All right. Well, also in my name is a credit card that had a $2 charge on it that we didn't realize. And three months go by and it dropped my credit score like 60 to 70 points. So that was awful. So now Josh has like no income in his name, like not yeah. no income, but very little because he works a part-time job as a PE teacher and he had other jobs before he, but they only count like what he's currently doing. And so currently he's a part-time PE teacher and then works for our business, but his name isn't on the business. And so it was like, okay, Josh makes like no money, but then he's got like a flawless credit score because he's incredible. <laughs> So he's got the good credit my, score. Yeah, my my $12,000 a year, perfect credit score. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've got all the money in my name. And then again, only the money of the past year, not the past two years, because that looks like nothing that's averaged out. So all of this put together, this is like complex income. So this is like harder for the mortgage lender to figure out. They've got to do some like creative work here. Okay, so our mortgage lender figures out that our CPA filed our taxes as a sole proprietorship. So we're an LLC and he filed us as a sole proprietorship. I still don't know why he did that, but I'm glad he did. Um, I'm not a CPA, so I don't know, but um, we made ourselves an LLC to protect our assets. If uh, we had some like mother-in-law who was mad at us and wanted to sue us for everything we had, and they could only take what's in our business, not what's in our personal assets. That's why I suggest getting an LLC to all of like my coaching clients and stuff. I think it's a good thing to have an LLC. But for whatever reason, we were filed as a sole proprietorship. So that basically like all of our assets are, are one. We're filed jointly, whatever. So Josh is our head of household. And so our taxes, it is like Josh made all of that money because he's our head of household. He's the sole proprietor of our business. Thank you very much. And so <laughs> he told me that on the phone. 
and said that the mortgage could just be in Josh's name. And like the deed would be in both our names, which again, like, I don't really care. He's my husband. I don't, I don't care. Um, but the mortgage would just be in Josh's name. And so I told him, I said, so you're telling me that I bring home all the bacon, which is a joke because we both work for the business equally, but <laughs> it was in my name originally. I said, so I'm bringing home the bacon, but Josh has a good credit score. So then he gets all the income. So I'm his sugar mama and the mortgage is in his name and the, and I'm out of it. And he gets the credit score and the income and yeah, it's all good. Right, and he was like, uh, yeah, I think that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, Talk so, about providing. I got this figured out. <laughs> oh yeah. So it was awesome. So then the mortgage, yeah, is in his name. So then now we move to the house buying process. We get approved for, or pre-approved for yeah, the mortgage So he's loan. like, I think we can give you some money. Yeah, it was good. Go for it. Also, there's a difference between there's pre-qualifying, which them saying, I think we can't, and pre-approving where they send it to an underwriter and the underwriter's like, yeah, I think when we go for the final approval, this will be great. Okay, so then we have, we're pre-approved, which means that um, for a conventional loan, for a solid amount, we have to put 10% down, which we had in our savings, so we're good. So also, the reason why we have this in our savings, let's tell them that. Yeah, I can tell you. Yeah. Is that we had been saving all this money to pay off our student loans. So I don't know if we can, we are not in a uh, financial expertise position to recommend this, but it uh, worked out great for us, yeah. it seems, <laughs> that we were saving and then, you know, lockdowns shut everything off, set, yeah. so set, the loans are stopped the, the loan interest payments, so they weren't required anymore. And so we were like, well, we'll just keep saving. And then once they say we have to pay those student loans, then we'll start paying it again. And Eventually, we had enough money for a 10% down payment. That looked pretty convenient, so <laughs> there it went. So there it went. Now so we're yeah. saving for loans again. Yes, yeah, so now we're regrowing that savings account, but also we attacked our loans with gazelle intensity uh, before, uh, you know, you know, um, before <laughs> the deferred payments started. And so we really, we paid down half of my loan and we were doing minimum payments on your loan. And so it's not crazy. And when our when it starts again, um, if if it ever starts again, um, then it'll be like five hundred dollars a month, and that should be okay because we budgeted for it. And so that is key. Take that away, budget everything, um, and have extra for savings. So yeah, I love to have savings. So getting rid of the savings was really scary, but I have to regularly remind myself that when you're buying a house, you're not spending your savings; you're investing it because it's real estate and that has value. Um, and so that's important. So yeah, so that's that's why we had the savings. We're not just rolling in dough, but we have been blessed and we've also tried to be really wise with our financial decisions. Yes, indeed, you went pastor mode. She just took a drink of water. <laughs> had to. Pastor mode, only yeah. pastors drink water. Oh, just the quick sip, like, carry on. I tried really hard. I was really losing my voice. Okay, that. so <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so we're approved now. We're with Shira. Now we're looking we're at Shira. houses. Okay, so let me tell you who Shira is. Shira is my favorite human. Shira is like, she reminds me of Aunt Debbie, who we love Aunt Debbie so much. Yes. And so Shira, if you ever listen to this, you're Aunt Shira now. I love you. So I've known Shira since I was like six or seven. Um, I haven't like, you know, seen her every month or whatever since I was six or seven, but I just, I met her when I was a child because her son Eli and I were in uh, second grade together. And you were in love with him, huh? 
No, I actually did not have a crush on Eli, but I did like to annoy Eli. Surprise. I had a crush on Donovan, okay? It's not not Eli. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had crushes. Donny boy. Yeah, sorry, Eli. <laughs> but I remember I annoyed Eli all the time, and I thought it was so much fun. Maybe I did like him. I don't know. I did like to annoy Sounds him. Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, so, uh, so, yeah, so I knew Shira when I was younger and we just are Facebook friends and Instagram friends and stuff and she's just the sweetest person and loves the Lord um and I didn't even know that she was a realtor and then she posted one day that she like sold a house for her company and I was like oh my gosh we're about to start looking at houses and she was like oh my gosh well let me know when you're ready and so um we talked to her and told her what we wanted and everything and it was so great to have her because she loves the Lord. Like I said, so she was praying with us through this process and that meant so much. Um, and we were actually the first, um, sellers that, no, no, buyers. buyers. I always get, get yes, that mixed yes. up, but she usually works with sellers and sells homes, but we were her first buyers. Um, and she said she really enjoyed it. So I'm glad, but we had a really fun time with her. And so like once a week we would go out and tour three or four homes and, um, most of the time we would find one that we liked and put an offer on it. So we ended up putting offers on five homes. Yep. Yeah. And uh, the very first one we went to, which was a fun start to this process, we had no idea what it was going to be oh like. Oh my gosh. The very first home we went into, which who knows what their situation was. Yeah, true. But they had everything still in the house and there was uh, pu puppy pads around. So we had some... Uh, little puppy poop and little, pee yeah little little fun obstacle courses too oh my gosh yeah there was like an open powering container just or like bottle just sitting on the kitchen <laughs> table it was like they got raptured like they were just gone it was like it was crazy yeah. but it was a really fun process going yeah, through all these different homes most of them were not like you never that know, everything was a surprise yeah so yeah every time we look at a house it was it was fun and josh was very much like happy with anything yep so <laughs> I definitely was like, definitely felt like I had to be more picky, but I, I, I'm kind of picky to begin with, I guess. But our main thing that we were looking for, we kind of alluded to this earlier, was just having the space to host people, whether that be for like a dinner party or um, to have them stay with us for a while. Um, we wanted to have that like welcoming home. So yeah, we put offers on a few houses and for each one we wrote a letter. And so um, the letter started as a letter that our friends Danny and Carlos wrote to the sellers of their home when they bought it. And um, that is the letter that got them into the house. And so they sent it to us. And so um, I, would, I edited that letter. And then each time I would edit that letter to fit the house that we were putting an offer on. So, so if say, anybody like, needs a letter template, you know who to reach out to. Yeah, Danny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, um, I would edit it each time and say like, we love the pool or we love the countertops or we love whatever. Um, and yeah, and we got rejected, uh, three times, first three houses. It was starting to get a little bit discouraging. So that was like, I think it was four weeks in. So we're on like week five and we toured a house that was a little, it was farthest away from any of the other houses and like the area, the bubble that we had said we wanted to live in. Um, so it was farther east, which meant it was farther away from our church. Um, it wasn't really in the neighborhood I wanted to be in, um, but it, it had the biggest backyard and it was all dirt. So we would have to do something with the yard, but we're like, it's a blank space. And then also had, everything was really outdated. <laughs> uh, 
but it was also the cheapest house it was that we had looked at. Do you have any other thoughts on this house? Uh, well, I so I got to go back a little bit to say that we knew a little bit. We kind of went into this process quickly. Yeah. From going like, oh man, we we didn't know we we're going to move to Oregon at some point. Yeah. Uh, in the near future, we should just keep renting if we wanted to have more space. We were looking at renting other places that seemed like crazy. So expensive. Similar home seemed like you'd be renting it for just as much as a mortgage. So we were like, what is going on? Yeah. So then we started searching. So it was pretty quick, and we had some friends. A little, so I'd heard very little about it, but thinking it could take a very long period of time to get yeah. this figured out. But then we knew we were going to leave at the start of August. We're going to my brother Isaac's, uh, I guess, all-star football game, basically, I would say, because he's a stud. And then <laughs> we get to help him move into school. We're going to be there and be in Oregon for a few weeks, which is great. And we get to do a wedding at the end of the month. Awesome. But we knew we were going to be leaving, so it just kind of felt like every time we got rejected, it got pushed to the next week to the next week, it was getting more stressful just on the timeline Which was side. funny because we started out being like, well, we better start looking for a house now because we want to move by like this time next year. And we have friends who says it takes a year to find a house, so we want to have a yeah. year to find it. And all of a sudden it went from, okay, we have a year to find a house to we have two months weeks, to find yeah. a house. Yeah. Yeah. So and that kind of is just like a, a, a mindset shift. So I already have the perspective of like anything is better than what we had. I'm thankful. And then we got accepted on this one house and I was like, sweet, we're going to figure it out. We'll make it work, which we definitely would have. Yeah. Uh, we did the inspection process though. And it was rougher than you could see just from looking at it. Yeah. But even just looking at it thing. wasn't that great. It was just, it's still a cool place uh and it had so much potential we would have had a great home there but then okay tell them what happened next. so yeah so i you guys i tried so hard to like this house i knew that josh was happy about it and the timing was working out really well it was the first house that we had been accepted on and it was the least expensive home and so josh was like this is working out so smoothly and this is what we've been praying for that whatever happens that, like we wouldn't get approved on a house that wasn't the right fit and that it would just be a smooth process and it seems like it's really smooth and i was like oh that's a really good point and then i felt like worried that if we accept this one we're going to be missing out on um a better one coming along and then like what is that even what does that entail like what, what kind of philosophy is that to think and then um that was really hard and so i tried so hard i like pinterest every hour of every day and I was really trying to map out and figure out how to make this home feel beautiful and welcoming because to me just as like I don't know if it's just because I'm a woman or it's just part of just who I am like I really want a home to look beautiful and I try to really separate that from being like a Instagram worthy thing and like making it about just the way that it looks but really like to me like I want the home to feel welcoming I want it to feel hospitable I want it to feel um homey and like I live there not just like this is someone else's house and so I had to really figure that out and so I was trying so hard to like it talking to all my friends about it we went on a trip for Josh's birthday that weekend and I was showing them and they were really encouraging and um they saw the things that I saw but they were also really encouraging for the things that we could do to it um, but we were talked about it so much. It was so hard. And eventually I was just like, okay, Joshua, you are so chill about this and you would like whatever. So if you 
commit to me that you're going to pray about this and really take this seriously and consider deeply all the concerns that I have. But it, and then after that, you really think that we need to move forward and to buy this house, that this is the home we need to live in, then I will trust you. And I'm really glad that I do not feel responsible for that final decision. And so kind of left it there. That was really hard. Um, but we still had the inspection to do when we had had that conversation. So he was like, okay, that sounds great. And we still have the inspection. So we don't even know yet what the inspection is going to reveal. And then the inspection revealed there was some major wiring issues. There was like scorch marks by every like light switch and smoke alarm and everything. That was weird. And then the AC was super old and just stuff like that. And then there was a wall that we wanted to take out that looked like it was going to be so hard to remove, but like seemed really necessary to remove. Um, and, and so I want to say that in all this, there was clearly more complications than we had just seen on the surface. But like I was saying before, it still could have worked just yeah. fine. So I just want to address that I have a problem with people saying, don't, don't even consider it unless it checks every single box yeah. you could think of. You're going to send yourself on a never ending chase. And once you are, once you recognize the blessing in everything and you have a place that's not just falling apart <laughs> yeah. that you can reasonably manage and make your own over time and just be content in that you're going to be thankful you're not just continually searching and, and trying to find something wrong with everything yeah i'm so thankful for where we ended up it's amazing beyond what i could have dreamed of and it still had me going four weeks straight <laughs> constantly trying to get enough done that we could just leave the house and not be super concerned and right before we left the one of the sprinkler boxes was flooded so i'm hoping there's not water running under the house as we're gone for this time but we're <laughs> gonna figure that out when we get back yep so yeah i know house is perfect and i loved what you said we were in the hot tub with our friends when we were celebrating josh's birthday at this airbnb and I was talking to him about how it's stressful to me because so many people say, like, don't buy a house unless it, like, checks all these boxes and you feel, like, 110% sure because you're not renting. Like, you're buying a house. This is an investment. This is your house, not somebody else's house that you're just renting or living in. And so I, that was really getting to me. And I'm, like, I really, like, I feel like I need to be really confident in it. And, um... Everything can be changed. Yeah. Well, one thing that you said, um... Because I was like, well, what if God says something better for us? Like, what, um, everyone's saying, like, oh, God has something really good in, in store for us. And not like, I don't believe that, but also, like, that's so confusing to me as someone who, like, doesn't want to be, like, prosperity gospel type of person and, like, believe that. It's so confusing to understand. And then yeah. you said that what God wants for us might not be what other people might think is. Well, is so, yeah, God God works all things. Sorry to interrupt you. No, I want you to explain God it. God works all it. things for the good of those who love him and seek his purposes. That is God's perspective at work. Yeah. His good is not the same as my good. Yeah. So for people to just say that as a human statement, God has something better for you. If you understand that to mean whatever God has planned is better for you, then okay but if you understand that to mean oh god is going to give me what i want yeah. then we are getting further and further from the truth right so i'm saying god is something better for you may mean that over the next 10 years you're going to work on this home and you're going to love it because it was the home that you were given 
as a gift, just like everything else you have that is beyond what you deserve because yeah. you deserve nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And you said too, like, maybe you wouldn't think that better is living on Broadway and Stapley. Maybe that's not where you want to live, but that might be God's better for you because that's the community he wants you to live in and wants you to serve. And I love that. That was so encouraging to me and made me feel like, okay, like you're right. This could definitely be the house that we live in. And I feel like I felt so much more at peace by that. I was so encouraged. And I have just such an awesome husband, you guys. That's just, that is good biblical leadership right there. Let me tell you. So, um, and then like two days later, we went and looked at the house and I was like, I don't want to live here. <laughs> but that's cause yeah, we saw all sort of the inspection and everything I tried to make it like in my head, it was not what it was like in person again. And we went back to it. And so I was really unsure about it. And Josh and I were going to pray about it. We had just like a couple more days until we had to tell them yes or no. Um, cause we have like a 10 day uh, period after the offer gets accepted. Right. So then every day, ever since the offer was accepted originally, I was checking Zillow and I said, Lord, please show us something else. If this is not the house, like, please show us something else that we can, we could do. Otherwise that we might end up in this house and maybe that's your will, but like, just help me to know and to, be obedient and to be where you want us to be and so I was trying to be prayerful about it and also be some like submit to what my husband wants for us and our family so that was definitely like whoo that was a journey <laughs> um so then the very next day so that was a Wednesday that we went to the inspection and then Thursday morning which Thursdays are when between like Wednesdays and Fridays Thursdays mostly is when new houses get put on Zillow um because I guess going into the weekend or something, I don't know, but that's, that's when you're going to see the most houses, just so you know, new houses. So it's like 3am I wake up and I can't go back to sleep. So I'm like, Oh, I guess I'll just check Zillow really quick. And I check Zillow. Okay. You guys, this house that had popped up on Zillow, uh, a couple of times that I really liked, um, which, so a couple houses before that we put an offer on that we were so excited about, we felt, we felt so good about we didn't get and we were so bummed that there was a neighboring house, not like neighbor, neighbor, but like really close by that was so similar and maybe even a little bit better. And I really liked it. And then it went off the market so quick. So by the time we heard back about that previous house that was similar that I just mentioned, um, that one was already off the market. So we couldn't even go see it. So that was a bummer. And then like a week later it came back on the market or I don't know how much later it came back on the market and we were about to leave for Oregon but I told Shira we wanted to go see it. And so she goes to see it for us and takes some videos. Uh, and they ended up like not being able to send to us. And then it went off the market anyways. And so before we even got back from Oregon. So we weren't able to see it. So then this Thursday morning at 3 a.m., I checked Zillow and that house is back on the market. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then Josh got up to go to the bathroom and he comes back. And I said, honey, are you awake? Look at this. He was like, what are you showing me? Uh, <laughs> all, night, all night, just on the Zillow train. Yeah. Uh, we also, oh my gosh, during that time, we were like not sleeping. We were having the hardest time sleeping. That was the most sleep trouble I've had in my lifetime, yes. Yeah, just so stressed thinking about house stuff. So anyway, so I show him and he goes, that's actually really awesome. And then it's like 7 or 8 a.m. I waited till a reasonable hour to text Shira. And I asked her, I said, what do you think is a possibility that these people would even accept our offer if we were only able to offer asking price? Um, Cause it was like about $25,000 under our max budget, which I had since learned was gonna be necessary because of all the expenses with, clo with closing costs and such that we need to have that um, 
buffer. So that's another pro tip. So I said, like, we really can't offer any more than that. So like, you think they would accept it? And like most sellers weren't accepting anything. Like we got rejected from a house that we offered over, uh, what, like 20,000, 25,000. Yeah. I think it was $25,000 over the asking price. And then we got beat out by $60,000 over the asking price. Like this is the kind of market we're talking about. You guys, if someone listens to this like years from now, just remember this is buying a house in 2022. It was getting beat out when you already offered $25,000 over the asking price. So this house that I thought was so cool that I really wanted to see, but I didn't want to, if I, if there wasn't going to be a chance and she texted back and she said, can you guys see it today? And because we own our own business and we are blessed, we said, yeah, whatever you're ready. And so, we went and saw it that afternoon at like one o'clock. We walked in the house and we were like, this is amazing. We didn't even get past the kitchen and we were like, the fact that this house exists and it was, isn't within our budget means that we should not get that other house. Um, and Josh was on board for that, which was such a comfort to me. I was like, cause I didn't want to like, like veto what he wanted. I didn't feel like I had that power nor, nor did I want to, did I want that power? Like I wanted him to make that decision. And so, just like presenting him with another house um and you said like no like this is we need to at least try for this house and we i don't want to get that other house anymore was such a relief to me i was so glad (laughs) even if we ended up not getting this house i was like okay at least we're not living there anymore and i I felt so much better at that point i was kind of feeling like we didn't get that house we were just going to keep renting Cause it was getting like too late into our available time before we were leaving and it was just too much yeah maybe anyway but yeah so we walked through the house it was incredible um just like we loved it it was so awesome and it had like all this old character and it had a pool and an amazing backyard and all the things in this house you guys that are like the previous owner just diy'd and built and like created little like, hidden cubbies and storage and it's just so awesome and we put an offer on it and the um, owners said that they would get back to us or through their realtor said that they would get back to us the next day by five and we sent them a letter like we had sent all the other people and as soon as we sent the letter we heard back instantly and they said that uh, they approved our offer and that we could get the house and so that was awesome it was so incredible we were so excited like the amount of joy that we felt hearing that we got our offer accepted for that house is like incomparable to what we felt when we got our offer accepted on the other house well i was excited about the other house yeah well it was but, uh, both of them uh, were exciting but it was like oh the our first offer got accepted that's incredible wow that's so crazy oh my gosh and then i was like i'm nervous and then this other house this, this house that we did end up getting was like jumping up and down excited like I I jumped in his arms and he spun me around in the kitchen and we were so excited and then we called my mom and my mom cried and then we called Amy and Marco and they screamed on the phone and everything was so great it was unbelievable yeah Mm -hmm. it was great so we got our offer accepted so now we go back to our lender and say okay great we got our offer accepted this is how much it is um so it's within the parameters that you told us we were pre-approved for. So we said, okay, great. So excited for you guys. Let's go to our underwriter, who is the one who like determines if it's if it's good. And so the other underwriter who did the, pre-appro- who did the pre-approval said we were good to go forward. Well, our mortgage request, whatever, goes to a different underwriter this time because they don't get to choose the underwriters. 
And this underwriter says, hey, I looked at this and it says that this mortgage is in Josh's name, but the business is under Taylor Ray's name. So what's going on here? Yeah, what's up with them not recognizing marriage as the two become one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Aren't we the same? That's the problem. So yeah, so then we had to go to our CPA and have our CPA write a letter that explained it's just, it was just paperwork. Josh is the head of household. He does all of the business side, which is true. Like he, I don't touch the finances anymore. He does all the finances um, and coordinates like with the actual like aspect of being a business. I do client communication and he does as well. Um, but I do most of the client communication and I do the marketing and I do the photo side and he does the video side. And that's kind of how we split up the tasks. And so you could say that like, I have the more of a creative aspect of the job outside of video. And then Josh does the, the, um, the business, business side of it. I was just trying to say video. <laughs> business that video. Nice. Um, so explain that. And then he also said something about how like, and then this way we can be a woman owned business, which like we don't really care about, but like, whatever, sounds great. So we had our CPA write the letter, send it to our mortgage lender, and he sent it to the underwriter, and we prayed, and the underwriter said, sounds good. And so we got approved for that mortgage. So you guys, all this stuff is just feels like it's so crazy. Like it just, all of this went down. By the time we got approved, it took, let's see, a couple weeks to go through finding a mortgage lender that we wanted to work with. And the mortgage lender that we worked with was a guy that's been friends with my dad for like 40 years. Shira is someone that I've known since I was in second grade, first grade. And then our uh, inspector is yeah. friends with Shira and my parents because they all went to church together back in the day. So I used to play with like his daughters when we were all little, I think, um, if I remember correctly. So all these people go way back. <laughs> and it was like a, it was like a, was a, a family affair. Uh-huh and we trusted everybody that we worked with they were all encouraging prayerful helpful um and yeah the lord's hand was all over it and it was so cool and it's so annoying honestly honestly guys i'm gonna be be honest honestly when people say it was such a god thing because everything is a god thing like everything the lord provides is it's his provision it's what he's doing and he's doing it intentionally and he cares about the big things in your life, like when you buy a house and when you start a family and when you get a job or a new job or promotion at work or anything like that, all those things that feel so big. But he's also in the little things like what, when the light turns red at the stop side of the intersection, like he's in charge of it all. And he cares about every little bit because it all pieces together and he is in control of everything. Um, while also living a life that is full of free will, but his hand is over it and guides us. He directs our steps. And so I am so thankful for that because what he, what we could have settled for, he gave us so much more. Um, this house that we ended up with is what we asked for, what we were searching for. Plus it has a pool, plus it has a yard, plus it's got a walk-in pantry. And yeah, it's got some work to be done. It is a 50 year old house and we love the old charm. It's also got old work that needs to be done. Um, and it's not perfect, but it's it's now ours. And we're so excited about that. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was a cool story and hopefully an encouragement to somebody who feels like it's, it's never gonna work out. There's no way we're gonna be able to afford it or find it or whatever. And um, 
it worked out for us, so I hope it works out for you. But whatever happens, it's going to be what the Lord wants for you, especially that you're uh, seeking to be obedient to Him and where He's calling you in your life. Any other thoughts you have on the house buying process or anything? Uh, uh, I'm just going to soak up Idaho now. Okay. All right, you guys. We're out in Idaho. And I just did a little salute thing. Salute. I'll salute you too. <laughs> nice. She's good. We should have a TV show so they can see us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Better tell them bye. Okay. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye.